and she is trying to give Hello, good people. This is Courtney Coffee Morrison, and you are listening to The Communication Evolution, a podcast where I'm going to be interviewing folks from all walks of life who are practicing communicating in ways that foster unity rather than division. I think that's something we can all agree um, needs some work around these parts. So let's get started. Today I have Billy Majeski on the program. He is a tattoo artist and studio gallery owner here in the beautiful mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Hi, Billy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. Hello, everybody that's tuning in. Thanks for doing so. I've got Billy Majeski here from Mark Heron Tattoo. We are in Asheville, North Carolina, and we both kind of geek out on all things nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Um, so first thing I'd like to talk to you about is, who is Billy? Who Majeski? is Billy? I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> A lot of people ask that, I guess. Nutshelling. Um, nutshelling. Nutshelling? Uh, well, I don't know. I... I I feel like I'm a skater kid that grew up and <laughs> ended up uh, doing things I didn't think I'd be doing. I'm a, a business owner, a father. Um, I'm writing, so I guess I'm I guess I'm a, a writer and uh, speaker and podcast guest. <laughs> now you're a podcast guest. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess you know my mission in the world is pretty simple, and that is to um, spread the message of we're all one people. And I feel like a lot of, or I think that a lot of the issues that we're facing as a country and just in our day to day is strictly based on the fact that we see ourselves as separate, um, from other people, from other groups, from other countries, from other everything. And, um, yeah, I think it's a huge, I think it's an epidemic that is you know, continuing to perpetuate the cycle of violence and abuse and crap that we don't want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think and to get to that place, I think we need tools to learn how to um, just live in the world and be harmonious with, with each other. And I guess that's where you know, nonviolent communication, that is a huge one for me that I use, but lots of other ways, ways in. But nonviolent communication and the premises behind that for me, have become just a driving force. Kind of like a lifeline for being able to see yourself as non-separate, maybe? Yeah, I think I think for me, what it really did, like I, I remember clearly, I was driving in my vehicle the first time I finished nonviolent communication on Audible and which is a lovely way to experience nonviolent communication if you haven't uh, if you haven't read it. Because Marshall Rosenberg, the founder of nonviolent communication, reads it, correct? Yeah, he reads it, and it's great. He's a great storyteller, and um, you know, it's all kind of paraphrased from the book, but it's really it's really good. Um, and I, I remember finishing it, and this is probably six years ago, seven years ago, somewhere around there, 
and I remember exactly where I was driving, and I just remember thinking, like, you nailed it. And I used an expletive in there, but it was, um, and I just started it again and I've read or listened to that right book then, as you right, finished it. right then. I just started it again. I was like, this is the answer. This is the answer to the world's problems. And it, it really is. Uh, I think you know, all this, all these things, you know, I look, I've been looking back a lot on the history of humanity and what happened? Like, how did we get here? And, uh, you know, especially, you know, looking at U.S. history, which is just easily acceptable and there's a lot of different resources, it's just violence. Like, violence is what got us here. And really, the lack of ability to communicate our feelings and needs and to see the humanity in others. And the person that disagrees with you. And yeah. the person that has a different answer. Mm-hmm. So these are interpersonal communication skills. Now, when you put a person with very weak interpersonal communication skills in high-powered position that is functioning with other leaders that have low communication skills, we you get this. End up with a disaster. <laughs> we get this. And when you look at the speeches and you get glimpses of talks and like these things, it's like you said that, like, dude, like. Where did you think that was going to go? <laughs> Why did you, yeah, like, did you just want war for sure? Like, was that the goal of this meeting? Like, what are you doing? And uh, just consistently, uh, you know, I'd like to say baffled, but I'm not baffled anymore. I understand it. And that's the beauty of nonviolent communication or just, you know, they're, they're, you know, we're focused on that one, but there is a lot of different ways to get into this form, you know, thought process, but nonviolent communication is so easy to start training your brain as a practice because it's like, what am I feeling? What am I needing? Like what's beneath that? So, you know, brief overview of nonviolent communication is it's, you know, you're having an emotion because of a need that is either met or unmet. So Oftentimes, we just run around in the world with this feeling like, I'm feeling anxious, and it's just spinning around in our heads. Or, I'm feeling mad, and we're just like, think it's just this. Or you don't even know what you're feeling. Or you don't even that's know what you're feeling. a lot of what, you know, that's where I started. I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. I'd say that's 90% of the people walking I'm uncomfortable. Around. Yeah. <laughs> but am I angry? Am I frustrated? Am I depressed? Am I, you know, what's going on? Do I even know to look? Right. Do I even know to think past I'm agitated and flipping out and you're just going to get the brunt of it? Like most you people. You might even not even know. know that you're agitated and flipping right. out. You're just reacting. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, that's how most of us live is from that place of just reactivity. There's really no tracing it back to why am I feeling this way? And oftentimes when we do trace it back, it goes to someone else. Blame. You're the fault. They're the issue. The government. The Saudis, the terrorists. My partner. My neighbor, my partner. My mom. Yeah, my mom. The guy at work. My dog. The gal at the coffee shop. My dog. You know, mm. oh my dogs. <laughs> two giant dogs, and they create such a mess. And it's like, well, it's my fault. You know, I got two dogs and did this, and and it's a good thing they're cute. Yeah, and it's a good thing they're cute. And it's and it's and and, and this is a perfect mm. example. So my dog comes in. I live on a farm. You know, they come in. Covered in horse manure. Well, I live on a farm with horses. There's going to be, and dogs, there's going to be horse manure. So it's like they come in covered in 
you know, horse manure. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, you know, going to lose my mind. And it's like, well, they're just dogs. And if we could pretend to understand a dog's needs, they need to be covered in muck or, <laughs> or nastiness. So, okay, that's their need. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not going to, what's the word, anthropomorphize my dogs. But, uh, but I have a strong need for cleanliness. And it's like when I just swept the floor and then my 140-pound dog comes through the door covered in dead deer guts and horsemen, I'm like, ah, you know, my need for cleanliness is not going to be met. And, uh, and it's not, but um, it's important to get those things straight so we, don't, so we can come back down from the thought, enter into our heart, and then begin to address the need. So it's like, all right, well, I can quarantine my dog to a certain room. I can give him a bath. I can lock him outside. There's different steps I can do to meet that need. And then once, you know, once I know what that need is, I have a chance at actually meeting it. And if we're doing that in moment to moment, then we don't end up with this overwhelm of everything is a disaster, everything in my life, because we've been able to meet our needs along the way rather than just being reactive to like, I don't even know what's going on inside of me, but I'm blowing up now. I'm losing it. Here it is. I'm wondering, um, the reason that I met you mm-hmm. was because you posted this lovely Facebook Live video. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. There's so much, so many different social media <laughs> I mediums. I don't know what way it was. I'm pretty sure it was, on it was Facebook Live yeah, or something. Um, and you, there had been an event at your tattoo um, studio mm-hmm. that caused a little bit of a stir in the community. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wondering if you're feel comfortable talking about that and oh yeah because yeah. that's how we found each other yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah so what happened was was there was a, a guy who worked with me and he had worked there for probably I don't know maybe six to eight months um, you know a seemingly uh, you know nice enough guy and you know I, I didn't hang out with him after work or anything he's you know kind of in that like party scene of Asheville the beer city kind of ordeal you know live in that live in that life and I, I just I just don't you know I'm more likely to find me at home doing nothing than, than <laughs> that but uh, so you know he's living that lifestyle and um, you know all that comes with it I guess uh, and what had happened was he was dating a girl probably close to the time that he started at at our uh, at our studio and he basically had sent this woman some really like abusive uh just like nasty sounding text messages and you know to me i could tell that you know it's like in the heat of an argument and you know things are going on uh you know we we could only see one side of the conversation um so you know i i was able to look at that and go okay you know i understand how it gets sometimes when you're 26 and you don't have great control over your emotions and maybe you're drinking and um you know you say some things that are way outside of what you would normally maybe say so you know it was it was tricky for me navigating the situation that said there were some things said on there that were just too a little too far uh for my taste and you know i come to find out some other things but so basically these text messages that he had sent her were screenshotted, um, 
you know, his, his half of the conversation was screenshotted and posted to Facebook. Now, this made him look terrible. There's no context. Side. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no context. There's uh, no explanation of what's going on. You know, there, you know, he had like text, you know, like 30 times in a row. And obviously, by, by the text, she was avoiding him for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, and he was getting more and more upset. It was clear to see that in the texts. So, um, there was, there was a couple things that like really prompted me to, to call a, a activated community meeting to try to activate our community, to have a meeting and talk about these things. And one of them was how the people, you know, how some of our people responded to this, to these messages. So yes, is it upsetting? Of course. Um, you know, were these women, you know, this woman in particular greatly affected by it? I imagine so. She, you know, it is a presumption to say that, but, uh, but clearly she, she posted was. it and shared it. She was probably wanting some empathy and support from the community at, um, seeing to see her side. Yeah, that's a possibility for sure. Um, you know, it could have been it could have been a lot of different reasons why she did it, and um, make him look bad. Make him look bad. Who knows? I don't know. He just got a new girlfriend. He is happy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I we can't, don't know uh, what's going on with her. I don't know what's going on with her. But and, certainly, she was upset. Yeah, and you know, truthfully, I don't really know what's going on with him. I can just observe the pieces that I see, and then just be observant and go. I know these facts, and that's it. And I think that's where a lot of us are kind of losing our ability to communicate is we stopped being observant and started just like drawing conclusions. And with sound bites and like half of a conversation, mm -hmm. you can make a lot of assumptions. No matter, I didn't see the exchange, or not the exchange, but the screenshots, but I imagine that no matter what was said on her side, that what was these, what was said on his side was something that would objectively be upsetting. I would imagine um, so. Yeah, I would, that's what I gathered because I heard there's a lot of community uproar about it. That there was there was a ton of community uproar about it. Yeah, and so what happened is, is she posted these pictures of the of the text messages, which you know is, is fine and her her right to do it, and she was trying to meet a need. I don't I don't know exactly what that was. And 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 um, to honor the discretion of the situation, is it still up since it was up? I I'm think assuming that I think you can still find it. Um, I don't really know how. I've had a couple people... I'm not trying to encourage people to look it up. I'm just saying that if it is up, then it seems safer to talk about someone else's business if they already shared it. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's shared. It's not... Uh, it's not secretive. Or I don't something. know anything inside the situation at all. I've tried to have a conversation with a couple of the females that did show up to the conversation. I had some females reach out to me that stuff had went down with him that I did have really deep personal conversations with that never got exposed. And that was, you know, great too. It was just kind of in the privacy between us. And, um, and we'll keep that there and we'll keep that there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Proceed. Um, Thank you. so, you know, these women posted these things and, um, what happened was, is definitely a, a community uproar and Asheville is the type of community. It seems that takes this stuff very, very seriously. Um, and will uprise against someone pretty hardcore, which in theory is really great. The activism. The activism, the, like, yes. Go get it. Get yeah. that energy. Like, I love that energy. 
So what I, what I saw in those messages was a lot of energy, a lot of, and, and a lot of negative energy um, pointed towards this man. And it's understandable. I can empathize with, with, with you know, our people who did this. Um, you know, presumably, a lot of them were abused. Presumably, a lot of them had a lot of hurt. And sometimes when you know, you've been abused, which I would go out on a limb to say all of us have in some way. If you want to argue the meaning of the word abuse, we can certainly do that. But so when we see people who are being abusive... It's oftentimes, if we're not centered and ready and observant, we're going to drop into, basically, you're my abuser, almost. So it's, like, it's really easy to follow that victim-villain-hero paradigm. So you go from this person abused that person to this person abused that person, and I was abused, and I'm going to take it out on you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to get it. And I think that... Um, some of the culture is fueled by that. So I want to be clear that I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm saying those are the emotional processes that are present and taking place, I believe. That could be wrong. And, and obviously for everyone, that's not true. There's some people who are just committed to this work in a way that, you know, whatever, they've dealt with their own issues and are they just like super feminists and they don't want to see another sister being treated that way and they're not thinking about the other side of the story they're just like this this shouldn't happen period doesn't matter none of the other stuff matters right and it it shouldn't i agree i'm not saying it doesn't i'm saying that might be what they're thinking right i think it does matter Mm -hmm. i think it does matter i'm not saying that he should be excused of his behavior no um but I to get the whole the whole situation. I don't want a sound bite. I don't want to judge someone on a sound bite. I don't want to judge someone on a screenshot. I don't want to judge someone on No. That. I mean it's basically I don't want to judge people. <laughs> right. It's hard as hell, but right. I try not to. <laughs> and we do a bit and it, and it's normal and it's and it's important. You know, the, the biggest thing that I found is what's more important is to try to be a little more objective. You know, for me it's it's trying to be a little more objective and you know maybe the guy who cut me off in traffic isn't an asshole maybe he's in a hurry and is late to pick his kid up for school and he's just rushing and this is the best move he could make and and maybe today i'm in a good enough place to say all right you know god bless you on your way you know i hope you get to where you're going safely and i can release that like you're cutting me off and you're doing this to me mentality into mm. like a Oh, you're having your experience, and I can experience your experience the, any way that I want to. And I don't have to choose the, I'm going to be mad and reactive. I can choose the, I'm going to empathize with you. I'm going to see that you're a person, and you make mistakes, and that was a little dangerous, and I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt so that I can move on with my day in a better way. And you probably take a deep breath because that's what you did before you even... Sure, absolutely. You did, like, as you were talking about it, you said, do I want to be like, Brr, or do I want to... Yeah. And I think that's that's like almost, almost a panacea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everything begins with a deep breath. Right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all right, what am I doing here? It's, yeah. It's the switch. It is. So... Back to the story about yeah. the text. So I saw these text messages and people, you know, kind of lashing out on this man. 
And it just really felt like an invitation to try to bring about a better way to some of our people who are um, obviously very angry, obviously very hurt. And obviously, in my opinion, it seemed like really wanted some change. Now, so I got on there and did my video and I said, you know, the yes, these things happened and, you know, you know, my condolences and I felt, you know, terrible for the women who experienced this and um, and you said you had zero tolerance for yeah. it, that you dismissed the guy, you blessed him, you mm-hmm. sent him on his way because you won't I'm not tolerating that in tolerate my space. that in your space. No, yeah, I fired him and, you know, I fired other people for I less. admired. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. And, uh, and yet. And yet, you know, when I, when I called this out, I got, um, I got some good feedback from people and you know, Courtney being one <laughs> and uh, and a lot of blank air. And we're talking about, you know, this was not a small Facebook attack. You know, this was through a, a part of Facebook that in, in our community is really used uh, heavily for stuff like this. Is it wax? Wax or mm-hmm. wax off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's a West lot of Asheville exchange. Yeah. Group. And there's a lot of. Uh, Callouts and stuff like that that happen in this group, which is great. And, you know, that's that's the community they've built and and that they're working on, and that and that's great. And what I wanted to do is provide a more effective way to deal with these things than to just smash people, because the the talk and we're talking three hundred plus comments and different strains and shares and everything that started, you know, hundreds and hundreds of comments that happened. And shares and posts and everything. And, you know, when I invited people to come and, and, and let's turn this abuse into, you know, empowerment, no one from that community came. So fast forward a few weeks. Yeah. Billy holds a, um, a community meeting um, in his studio, which is lovely, right here in Thank West you. Asheville. And, um, and we had... About eight people, I helped guide a centering and a meditation, um, a visualization. And so besides the two of us, there were six community members that showed, and you're saying none of them had anything to do with the event that Mm -mm. led to the meeting. Not one. Were you disappointed? You know what? The people that were there were so great that I couldn't be disappointed because I see every every opportunity to be in front of people and speak about this stuff as a win. I agree. And it, it, you know, if you if you can, you know, turn or change or just sh- shed a little light on something that somebody didn't see before, like mission accomplished. And then maybe we have another worker out there in the world that's trying to do these things too. Mm-hmm. Which is really important. I would say each person there got something to bring with them. Yeah, to, it was great. To be inspired and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I definitely had some some good feedback from people, and um, another men's group is ensuing because of it. Like some guys that I had been talking to about it went, and they got a chance to like see me facilitate a group and like what that was about. And like right after the meeting, they're like, "So, you know, what's up with that that men's group thing you were talking about?" I was like, "Oh, okay, oh. good. I'm glad." One that has not 
and sued yet? Yeah, I'm starting another one. So, I'm, okay. you know, I've, okay. I already have uh, two, but uh, <laughs> yeah, one's in Minnesota and, and that's going on its own. And then one uh, one here that's really strong. And then um, is that I'll open do one. to certain men? Do you want to plug it here? You know, I will be it? opening it. Uh, I'm going to start doing a lot of these. What I found and what I what I think is that, you know, my mission being to change the world into a better place um, through really people understanding empathy and living out their highest purpose, whatever that looks like. And what I found is these small groups can be and are extremely powerful. And I just happened to be for some reason you know, good with men's work and, uh, and helping men get really vulnerable, even, you know, really powerful, uh, rich, whatever men that you wouldn't necessarily think to be that way, but are totally capable of these emotions and looking at life in a different way. And, you know, it's been really nice hearing the men speak to like how this has changed my life. And I can see it in them in so many ways how it has really brought them up. But what I, what I really like is when we, you know, have events or we're together or what, you know, and people's wives are there and they're like, whatever you're doing to my husband, you just keep doing it. Cause like he's, he's going. Did, yeah. have you seen the, the, um, I don't even know if it's a meme. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's a, mm-hmm. This is showing my, my social media ignorance, but a meme is just a picture with, with, Writing on it, yeah. right? Okay. So it has a little boy crying, and it says something like, perhaps if um, little tearful boys were comforted instead of shamed, mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have so many men incapable of, of empathizing with emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a powerful picture. And, um, and you know, one thing that everybody has, people have noted about most of these mass killings mm-hmm. is that they're men of course <laughs> right mm-hmm. that's you know we can distill it down many different ways but they tend to be men and um and we see that the the there has been that that tendency to oppress the male sensitivity mm-hmm. the male sensitivity so so i'm i'm wondering is with these male groups when you're getting into that and allowing them a safe space to feel those things, mm-hmm. that it's got to be like a whole new landscape for them mm-hmm. after probably being raised with stop crying. Yeah. Boys don't cry. Be tough. Man Do, up. Yeah. Man up. You know, these, yeah. Grow some balls. Yeah. These very painful, painful lessons that we learned as children. Yeah. I, so that's it. I mean, thank you for doing that work. Because, yeah, I mean that's what I think a big root of all of this patriarchal stuff in our whole on our whole planet. All yeah, the violence. The... Well, you know what's driving me insane, Courtney, is you know stuff like this with this you know abuse thing or whatever. And excuse me, Grant, what are you eating? Not on a bone. <laughs> I wish it was a bone, but there's no bone over oh, there. Oh no! <laughs> You're all right, Grant. Okay. Um, What's driving you nuts? So, sorry. Good boy. Is that often you know we look at other people with our fingers straight out, 
and it's like you're doing this, you're doing that. And, you know, even as we look at our government officials and things like that, and it's a lot of finger pointing and bashing and this is where you're wrong and blah, 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 blah. And I think it's good to assess and be observant and make calculated judgments based on reality. Um, however, we've forgotten our own humanity in those judgments. So we've just decided that almost, well, yeah, I'm kind of that way, but you're not allowed to be, or you're mm. not, you know, and just, mm. and, uh, blame instead of claim. I blame say blame instead of claim. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because you know, it's, that's, you know, that saying that has come to me anyways about, um, you know, what you dislike in others, you dislike in yourself is actually something that you dislike in yourself. That's that, um, Byron Katie work. There you go. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. 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 She's awesome. And How am I like this too? Right. Why is this triggering me? Yeah. Shadow, if, shadow work. Yeah. And if you start to really look at that, it is like a, oh, how am I like this? You know, we find those negative things in ourselves. And even with that incident with the man who worked with me, I guarantee that I could have sat with any of those people who commented on that, especially by the tone and way that they were responding. For sure, they are verbally abusive people. They have the potential to be. They have the potential to verbally abuse people and did it on Facebook. Well. And were not called out. So they were simultaneously protesting and participating in the behavior that they didn't like. So they're like, like you you are an asshole. Right? Yeah. You say, don't hit. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) Or you yell at a kid and say, don't yell. Or you talk aggressively to your child and you tell them not to talk aggressively. It's like, dude, what do you expect? Right. You know, but, and children, it's, but. I, I um, encourage people to see that as an opportunity for learning as right. opposed to another way to self-flagellate. Yes. To, you know, with my, my motto of, you know, claim, not blame, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean, oh, this is a great opportunity to feel bad about myself or to no. beat myself up because I'm acting that way. It's realizing, okay, we, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We all have, and my, my thing, the, the, lens that I'm viewing everything through these days has to do with the central nervous system mm. with our flight or fight or freeze mechanisms and that the part of us that that combative language that you're speaking of is that's the fight yeah and we all have it of course so instead of being like oh I, I'm bad too it's it's more like we all are like this so how can we work with this mm-hmm. and I didn't tell you that the podcast that I'm gonna call the communication evolution mm, perfect and and so i want us to learn how to evolve within our homo sapienness mm-hmm. to to learn how to communicate better yeah with within these nervous systems how do we how do we become sovereign how do we mm. have sovereignty over our nervous systems to mm. do it differently yeah and that's that's where the rubber hits the road yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the real deal yeah yeah i think those moments of you know, it's like you spoke to, you know, not cultivating more, you know, of that blame and shame. It's really a moment of beauty, I find, when I can empathize with someone who is hurting me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had a lot of situations where that's happened. And um, especially in relationship, that's been a, a tough one for me to a fault. To where it's like, well, yeah, you know, you're being this way, but I know what you've went through and like, that's empowering. But, you know, and, and this leads, this segues us into a good point of, you know, a lot of people think about things like, 
Got somebody at the door. Nonviolent communication <laughs> and things like this. Okay, just a second. I'm going to pause it because I've got a little visitor at the door. It must be a homeschool kid because it's a school day. Okay, we're back after the, uh, the friendly neighborhood visitor at the mm -hmm. door. And you were speaking of, um, of that element of, uh, of claiming responsibility without shaming or I think, mm. right? Yeah, Sorry. so, yeah, so I, I think it, I think it boils down to, um, you know, that after viewing people with empathy and being able to hold that space of like, dang, like what you did was really hurtful and I understand why you do that. Or at least mm -hmm. I can, I can draw a conclusion that makes sense of why you would do that through empathy through like, well, I can imagine if I was in your situation, maybe feeling this way and that would maybe drive me to want to act out this way. Whether I would act that way or not is a different topic. But, but you can think of what their needs might be, yeah, what they might have been feeling mm -hmm. that would result in that behavior and, yeah. and have more compassion and less um, of that enemy image. Yeah, taking away the enemy image, mm -hmm. exactly. And, however, through that, and this is the part that I missed for a long time, is seeing that, recognizing it, and setting appropriate boundaries. So, for instance, you know, this happened with the man who, who worked at my, at my work. And it's like, you know, I see him as a whole person. Like, I know him fairly well. You know, I know these lighter parts of him. I see his heart. I know what he's been through. And, you know, he's had a very, you know for lack of a better word, shitty childhood and upraising and a lot of abuse and blah, 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 just like the rest of us. And if he hadn't discovered NBC or have the right um, resources to have tools to do it differently, then why would he be any different than he is? Yeah, I mean, just think of the, just think of the larger spectrum of our culture. It's fear and anger and you and blame well, yeah, of course. And I think most of us walking around as human beings, we just don't have the right programming in our brains yet to operate in this other way. So it's not that anybody's right or wrong or terrible. It's just that this is the way that our society has raised us all to be. Some people are finding different ways and trying to show like, hey, there is a different way. And being what I'd like to think of one of those people trying to be like, hey, this is a different way. I can also just have a lot of empathy for somebody who hasn't found that way. And I can also at the same time say, and not around me, you know, mm, like that's the boundary part. I have empathy for you. I love you for who you are. You did these things. I don't want to associate with you and I love you and go on your way. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference than just being like, Oh, I just the peace and love and spiritual bypassing bullshit. And it's not really like that. Like we have to have boundaries. We have to do these things um, to make our lives manageable and to make it so we can live in empathy and it be safe. Yeah, I think it's an important point um, about the spiritual bypassing. I have noted um, and, and many um, like conscious businesses and, and conscious circles where there definitely is 
you know, along with sometimes there's like a, a belief that money's bad. There can be a belief that anger is bad or a belief that in, that it's not safe to not have rose color, colored glasses on, mm-hmm. that it's all rainbows and it needs to be like that or you're not spiritual mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, how it is to um, step into your uncomfortable emotions and honor them mm-hmm. and maybe not do it right. Maybe yeah. not be perfectly in VC. I mean, I mess up all the time, you know, Constantly. and you can clean up. Mm-hmm. And that's, and to me, that's my moral imperative is that I'm going to do what the best I can. Mm-hmm. And then if I mess up, I'm going to apologize. I apologize to my kids all the time. Oh my God. And I messed up. I would have preferred to do it this way. I've even said to my children, you know, the other day when I said X, Y, Z, how would you have felt if I had said it this way? Mm-hmm. And they visibly relapse. Mm-hmm. They're like, that would have been really much nicer. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm going to try to say it that way next time. Yeah. And that's that's the way I want to speak. That's mm-hmm. the way I want to operate. And sometimes I don't have enough sleep or enough food or any enough other coffee. number of things. Yeah. <laughs> or too much. <laughs> or too much is even worse. Any number of things that would keep me from being... Um, uh, united with my highest mm. truth. When you talk about um, separation, mm-hmm. and I know that's a big, a big key word for you, a big key concept is. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that separation from source, which is to me, our highest selves, or if it would be love or God or whatever the universe anyone mm-hmm. wants to call, mm-hmm. that piece, that place where you are tapped and tuned in, you know that mm-hmm. you are in a state of grace Mm -hmm. and almost you can just throw all these tools out the window. You don't need the tools when you're in that place, but most of us aren't. How often are we there? Right. So we need the tools to help us get back there. Mm -hmm. And to me, for me, MVC has been along, along with mindfulness and breathing and centering. Um, MVC has been the lifeline. Mm -hmm help me get back to a, a state of grace which I can also describe as when I am one with my brother or sister and myself yeah absolutely and, and when you're viewing it through that lens of we're all the same we're all in the shit yeah. show together we are oh my god <laughs> or if we could call it a beautiful world too right. depending on the day or beautiful the, show the beautiful show yeah, but, you know and that's the thing you know I like I like what you're saying you know helping people understand that it's it's a practice you know and that's kind of part of you know my platform that I'm trying to drive is a life practice so it's not you know you have meditation practice which some of us do more than others or maybe not at all but to look at life as a practice so so rather than you know trying you know one of these you know types of things like NBC or something to this effect and failing and going, well, I just can't do it. Like so many people say, well, I can't meditate. And I'm like, well, I can't either, but I practice every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it. I can't either. You know, nobody's just sitting down and mine's going blank. I mean, it's, right. you know, I've been meditating daily for many years and it, uh, it, some days it's, it's just like, Ooh, I just like rest into God and find it right away. And other days I'm like, you know, like, Oh God, the stuff and the bills and, uh, and I'm freaking out. So it's a practice. And life is the same way. Some days I can walk through life and, you know, I'm not speaking in like proper NBC, but I'm able to drive down the street and that guy cuts me off. And I'm like, 
I'm practicing NVC in myself. I'm practicing not flipping out and going, dude, what the, you know, and going down that rabbit hole of how he's so bad and ruining my day to, oh, I bet there's, you know, maybe something happening for him in his life as we spoke up earlier. And when I do go, God, I am able now, you know, quickly, like right after I say it to go, all right, (laughs) I'm obviously having a bad day. And I almost apologize to that person and to myself because we are just shooting that out into the field of our existence, which I don't think we really take into account. And it's probably a whole nother four to six podcasts worth of stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. But we are all one entity. And when we shoot um, these things out at other people, we're shooting it out at ourselves. And, and you know, that guy in the car is a perfect example of he's not going to be affected at all by what my internal dialogue is about him. However, I am greatly affected. And he actually might be. Sure. Well, that's another four to six podcasts to talk about that. I believe he is. (laughs) Yeah. That and you are even when I do that. And people in Asia are when I do that. You know, I believe that we are all connected. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those things do make a big difference, but you know, when I can come back more quickly, um, I feel like the damage is not as great. And like you said, if you even go to the trouble to send an apology, a little, okay. Mm -hmm. Send out some love vibes. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah. We're safe here. I was just checking my notes. Um, I wanted to know how you found Marshall Rosenberg and um, the founder of Nonviolent Communication. Um, did you just find the book? You or? know, I found, I found that I didn't find it at all. I think my uh, my wife at the time, uh, who was you know also a author and doing all sorts of cool stuff, but she. Um, turned me on to it and uh and she's like, yeah it's, it's good you like it and like i got i got got into it and i just like devoured it and kept devouring it and kept talking to her about it and she's like yeah you know and like it became like it really wasn't that big of a deal to her and i was like no this is the thing but um yeah it's uh you know and she prescribes to it you know still but uh it just turned me on and you know just you know her recommendation to it is is kind of what led me to it and I think that um, you know we did some classes in Minneapolis uh, around it with this wonderful teacher she was like a certified NBC teacher and therapist and just awesome awesome woman and uh, yeah that was also like another like one of those like driving that stake in a little deeper around that the classes yeah Mm -hmm. yep yeah and you know you'll find them in your areas, but honestly, you know, just reading the book and watching his lectures, you're going to get a lot out of it. I agree, and yet I have found that I am most alive in it. It's most alive in me mm. when I have at least a check-in to practice with people like Steve Torma, mm-hmm. um, one of our beautiful local MVC mm-hmm. um, practitioners in town. Uh, he has a monthly um, Friday night from seven to nine at Odyssey mm. School, oh, yeah. a free MVC practice group. Mm-hmm. And you could be a rookie and you can be more advanced and just having that coming in and that consciousness of caring what everyone's feelings, holding everyone's feelings and mm-hmm. needs equally um, 
for me anyways, it really helps to keep it alive mm-hmm. for me. And that's yeah. something I'd like to do because especially if, if anyone ends up watching these and starts going to that and it gets too big, mm-hmm. we're going to need a, mm-hmm. a, a couple other ones. And yeah. I think there, there was another one around town that, that folded or just closed. Um, I'm sure that there's some other smaller ones. Mm-hmm. The more practice groups, the better. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think it's... For me, I don't use NVC classically, generally. You know, I hide it, or as Marshall would say, like street giraffe. Yeah. To where it's unrecognizable as NVC, because NVC just said straight out, like, you and I could do it, Courtney, and it would be great. Or my daughter was at Odyssey School, which, you know, they kind of base everything around NVC, which is really neat. And I was able to write, like, the principal and be like, basically, this is bullshit, but (laughs) in a way of, like, NVC, I'm feeling this, I really need this, like, You and know? they heard you because they're yeah. trying, they're practicing too. Yeah, and they sent it back in classic NVC and that worked. However, if I did that to your average high school principal, they'd be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> what language is he speaking? Why is he being weird? It just sounds weird. And I think it's especially for my daughter who's a teenager, it turns her off. Oh, yeah. And she, like I think with certain people, it just is, not only is it like psycho mumbo jumbo, but it can be too too many words like Marshall he he espouses you know 40 words or less mm-hmm. well for a couple of members of my family they're like blazing over at eight words oh, or, yeah. or ten words yeah. or something and and I'm verbose and so it's mm-hmm. it was an extra challenge mm-hmm. for me um, so yeah you gotta you gotta know your audience know your mm-hmm. your the person that you're on hopefully the same side of the table mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And with my daughter, like I practice a little more classical NVC. Like last night, she was in the was she in the tub or yeah, I think she was in the tub. And she's and I was five. Like, right? She's six. six, and I'm trying to get her out, and I'm just like, you know, it's been a long day, and we we're we we're at the pool, and I, I don't remember exactly what she was doing, but I just I was so overwhelmed, and I could feel myself about to lose it, and I was just like looked at her, and I was like. I need a break. I'll be back in five minutes. And I just like walked away for a minute and just like took a few deep breaths and came back and was able to be clear about what I was feeling and needing. I was able to be, you know, like I'm feeling really overwhelmed today and I need some ease in my evening. I need some respect from you and some listening or what, you know, just cause kind of able to break this down and not lose it and just be like, you know, here's a little classic NVC cause I want you to empathize with me cause it's important and all right, moving on through the night. And when I do that with her and I take a break and she's like, Oh man, dad's taking a break. Like, she knows like I'm pretty pissed off if I'm taking a break. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's good to know that we have boundaries and limits. Yeah. Not these, uh, yeah. these pedestals. Yeah. That, you know. And that's what I tell her. Like, I have a finite amount of patience, and everyone does. Just get in line with it. It's true. And understand to watch it. Like, okay, I know that my patience is pretty much out. It's about seven. Like, get in bed because I'm not going to have a great rest of the night <laughs> with kids stimulating me. It's like, it's time to chill. Um, and giving myself a little extra space if I do start to feel heated, like oh, my patience is out, I need to step away, and then I can come back 
and to my daughter with a good place and try to end the cycle of abuse is essentially what you're doing when you're doing that. Because mm-hmm, you're treating them with love and compassion. And then if you have the time, obviously, and the and you're settled enough to be like, what's going on for her? What's what's alive in her that she's not trying to piss me off? No. She's, she's not six. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on for her. She's six. She's six. <laughs> A lot of times that's it. She's just like spinning around and la 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 and I'm like, All right, Maya, put your put your jams on. Blah, 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 you know, and she's just six. Yeah. And I don't wanna crush that. I wanna foster it, but I also need you to get in bed. You don't necessarily need to think Oh, she needs the freedom to she she to take her time, you right? Know? Because there are limits. Yeah. To what as the adult, I think people struggle with that as parents mm-hmm. with NVC with kids, because you're wanting to treat them as equals. You're wanting, I mean, fifty percent of the process is what's going on in the other person. Of course. So like, like what was alive for Maya, mm-hmm. Maya, mm-hmm. for Maya. You know, and it could be just she's six, but I mean, what do you think her needs were? Well, she has a real need for autonomy. Just mm. like, let me do what I'm doing yeah. and what I want to do. I and don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, Who and does? She's, she's just like me. It's unfortunate in some <laughs> ways. But I have a lot of hope for her that she's not going to prescribe and do what everybody thinks she's going to do, which is great. And I, I'm, you know, definitely. Uh, really grateful for the type of mind she has and, and know that she has just the right type of mind to do what she needs to do in this world. But, uh, yeah, you know, she, she's just wants to do what she wants to do and, um, just spinning around in her merry way and just, you know, taking forever to get anything done. And, you know, I would imagine a need for autonomy, you know, just to do what I want and take care of myself and, you know, do, do the things I, the way I want to do it. So like what I would like to say to parents is that, you know, we, we do our best to understand what those needs are and to give them, try to meet those needs as much Mm -hmm. as we can within what we're capable of holding space for to keep them safe and to, and part of keeping them safe is not being abusive, right? Safe from you. Safe from you. Yeah. And that might just be emotional safety, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm going to lose it. And, and I don't want to lose it because I love you. So let's just get you into bed. Yeah. If you know what's good for you. Yeah. I'm going to go out there for a little bit and then I'm coming back. And there's going to be no more of this. Like, yeah. I mean, because we, like, you know, in an ideal world, it's completely 50-50. And yet, you know, we we don't always have the bandwidth for that. No. And so what can, we, what can we do to keep mm-hmm. them emotionally safe? And then... Maybe going back later on and saying, so I know that you really like to do what you want to do. And everyone in the world prefers to do what they want to do and not be told what to do. Mm -hmm. And and because, you know, you're my child and I I want you to raise you up well. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have to tell you what to do. Yeah. And, um, you know... I think you're starting to learn about when when you can test that and when you can't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's not the time. Yeah. It's after seven. Just get in line. <laughs> and then think about you know, and I I think it was uh, I forget the name of the guy that did the happiest kid on the block, happiest mm. toddler on the block, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And that is his whole thing is is empathizing with you. You really mm-hmm. want to do what you want right now, right? Yeah. You know, I understand that. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Tonight, we're going to have to do this, but tomorrow, yeah. we'll let you pick after school if you want to do 
Mm-hmm. Do you want to go get ice cream? Do you want to take a hike? Mm-hmm. Or like giving them opportunities to have their autonomy. Yes, it's very important. You know, another good book that is really, uh, it's honestly a great match for NBC, and I've read this book many, many times as well. Um, the No Drama Discipline. And that book is great because it, uh, well, there's another good process too, but that book is great because it is kind of uh, doing NVC with your kids. And what what it helped me understand, which, you know, a lot of these understandings seem so obvious after you learn them. It's like, I don't even like to say it made me understand that. But it's like, um, is that when people are in a heightened state, they can't hear you. They can not hear you. Just walk away and start again another time. Or you know, if you're in a heightened state. Or if you're Give in a heightened state. Give yourself a timeout like you did. Yes. With, you know, it's like, like, all right, Dad, you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to I'm take taking a, a timeout. Yeah. I need to go handle myself for a second and I'll be back. Yeah. But, yeah, so, t- you know, really taught me, like, when people are elevated, don't even bother. Like, do a, I'd really like to talk to you more about this when we're both in a better place and come back. I think that's, that's one of the biggest keys right there Mm -hmm. because so many times we, we get triggered and we want to duke it out right then. No, I want to get this done. Mm -hmm. And, and I understand it just last night. Um, my husband and I had a thing and he was talking with his mouth full and I was just like, I I don't want to be bossy. I don't want to be like. You talk with your mouth full, mm-hmm. you know, like stop talking with your mouth full. Yeah. So I'm trying to do the NBC with him. Yeah. And he's just like, he leaves the room I'm like you're walking away. And, and he said, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm like, but I really want to come up with a way that we can, <laughs> like I, what I'm hoping. And yeah. I, I went through the whole thing. Like I feel, I feel annoyed Yeah. and I'm, I'm wanting to model like manners to the kids right. and, and um and I'm wanting to not hear that sound. Right. <laughs> peace of mind. <laughs> or my nervous system's a little amped. Yeah. And um and it, but he didn't necessarily want to hear all that. And this that's another interesting piece is that um is that sometimes people want to just go straight to the the um the request, which mm-hmm. I find like Marshall Rosenberg will say. I know I'm off on a tangent a little bit, but that's Marshall right. Rosenberg will say to do the observations and the feelings and the needs. But he, if you've been with someone for 24 years, kind of go into street giraffe in a way, he, he knows. He, and he, and he, and he said that. He said, I don't want to talk with my mouth full. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of it. I know you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't, and so just if you could just say, you're talking with your mouth full. That's mm-hmm. all I need. I don't mm-hmm. need all the rest. And that's what I was trying to get to. Right. So even though I had, like, he was ready to stop talking about it I was like can I just get to the request part because I really want to figure out how we can do it in a way that you're not feeling like I don't want you to feel like I'm bossing you around I don't want you to feel annoyed right because I'm nagging or Mm -hmm. any of that so what can I say that won't be triggering Mm -hmm. for you that and he said just say your mouth's full and then I'll know all the rest and so I was so happy. I'm like, yeah. wow, 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can do that. And now We're we can this. do that. That's like great. we don't have to have that discussion ever again. Yeah. And even though I had, but I did kind of like force it a little more yeah. than you wanted to. But my concern was that we wouldn't get back there. And I guess bringing it back around, that's what I'm getting to is that like 
it is important mm -hmm. to honor if someone doesn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it is important to honor yourself if you're inflamed or triggered and mm -hmm. get yourself back to a state of grace before you come back. And I think sometimes just getting that work done, be like, can, you know, can we just, <laughs> are you in a place that we can at least just try to come up with a, a solution? Because yeah. then we can be done with this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, that was really, that was really pretty magical. And I, I haven't checked back in with him on it, but I was really grateful that he was willing to go a little bit past where he wanted to. Yeah. But in general, I'm learning that I need to trust. And it might be just that I need to have a place on my phone and my notes that's like, revisit this mm -hmm. when XYZ person isn't triggered. Mm-hmm. And then just go back, go, oh, these are the things I need to revisit. Mm -hmm. Because that's, at least for me, that's my concern. Mm -hmm. When um, when I'm, you know, when the request is, let's not do this right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, is that it's not going to be is brought it, back to. Is that I'll forget. Yeah. And it won't come back and then there'll be another argument. Mm -hmm. Or, another, you know, mm -hmm. another time when I'm just like, I'm, I'm exhausted from having this mm -hmm. discussion. And it just adds up and adds up and adds yeah. up. I don't want to have it ever again. Yeah. Why are we still yeah. having this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really important. And I've, I've gotten really, really good at doing that for myself mm -hmm. is not even having a discussion if I'm triggered. Yeah. I found that, um, you know, that notes thing is really good. And I found that, you know, I was in a difficult relationship for a while here and I would just be like, the jackal is running loose. Like, I'm just like... On the loose. Jackal being like, the... Just the... Want to explain jackal? Jackal is like the emotionally unregulated state where we're just flying off the handle. Just diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> vomiting out words that are not necessarily what you really want to say if you thought about it for 10 minutes. But, um, but it's true in that moment. It needs to come out. So, you know, I would just use it as a dumping ground of like whatever whatever was alive inside of me and just dumping it out and then being like all right i did that now let's examine what the hell is really going on mm -hmm. like oh i need this like that makes sense why i'm so pissed off this is a reoccurring theme this need is not being met almost ever and you know and at that point it's also a good sounding board to start looking at you know if you have a person where you're having lots and lots of these conversations where you're finding yourself losing your edge um you know that process of looking at all these notes i started looking back and i'm like damn billy like you're writing a lot of notes man <laughs> like were you taking notes yeah and just to, journaling to, or whatever just journaling and writing the situation out and you know and then sometimes i would look back and go look here's what happened like do you remember this like here's what happened here's how i was feeling you know, this is what I wanted to say and never did or, or whatever. Um, and then trying to reframe it into better terms, of course. But, uh, but, you know, those things can be a good indicator of, okay, I love you and I need a boundary here. You know, so that writing bit can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we're stimulated uh, very negatively, repeatedly for many years even. And... You know, then maybe we try NBC for a while if that's what we're just finding. And then maybe we find that this person just isn't a good fit and we need to get them the hell out of our lives. And and that's got to be okay too. You know, NBC and, and, and these different ways of looking at things and really, 
you know, for me, it's more about just approaching life through empathy. And I believe that it's empathetic. You know, it's living through empathy to say to someone who is repeatedly kind of not meeting your needs. It's an empathetic heart who will say it's enough. We're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Because like, like life is there's this one life and at least in these bodies. Right. And I want more joy than. Yeah. Than things to write down in my my notepad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like sometimes it's a big thing. And I know there's a lot down. of us who do that, who just don't leave a situation that's terrible because we just think this is our situation. Yeah. I, you know? I, I'll definitely caution against using MVC as a way to sustain real abuse. Yeah. You know, we talk about abuse. Someone else might say flippantly and, and people talk about flippantly and that you, when we, we were referring to your daughter mm -hmm. we were saying, we're trying to protect her from ourselves. Mm -hmm. Of course you're not going to hurt her right. physically. And, 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 you know, maybe just even yelling at her, go to bed, you know, whatever, that's abusive. but it's abusive. Yeah. And someone else might say that's not really abusive, but it, it is. If you're not yeah. allowing them to, you know, if you're not respecting them, if mm -hmm. you're, um, uh, power over all the time mm -hmm. and there's, there's not a, a power with model mm -hmm. of, of, I care about you and what's going on mm -hmm. for you. And this is what's going on for me. And this mm -hmm. is how we need to, Right. Connecting through empathy. Yes. And that's advanced stuff. Yeah. It takes it, a lot of practice. It does take a lot of I, practice. I came to NBC at the same time you did, incidentally. Yeah. So, um, you know, not feeling like a rookie, but whoo-wee. Yeah. I don't know when you feel like an expert. I don't think that, um, I think if this began from square one in schools and with parents that, have you been invited? Okay, halfway up. Mm -hmm. Halfway up. <laughs> Doggy on the um, couch. <laughs> that um, you know that maybe you start out learning this way, right? Stay. That's good enough. That's good enough, Grant. Um, then maybe you become fairly expert. No, <laughs> no I'm not. He's, he's not using my boundaries. He's, he's not on her. He's, a, he's a dog. He's got different ideas <laughs> about what a feeling and need is. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got a bath. Yeah, he's a good boy. He just got a bath. Well, let me. We're we're so it's so easy to go. Oh yeah, we go just... off on these fun tangents. Um, yeah. let's see. Okay, so what? You pretty much answered this question. Let's do it again. What are you seeing around you that is most inspiring you to spread this awareness? The separation of humanity. That's what's inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. It's just utter. Bullshit, for lack of a better word. I think that's the best one. The way that most of our people are communicating with each other, you know, whether it be social media or through politics or with their children or whatever. And, you know, I, I think it's important that we don't begin to judge each other harshly. And, you know, being a person who... I feel like is seeing the world more clearly than some others in a way, um, both all the negative and all the positive and the bridges that we can make um, to make things more positive and more enjoyable for everyone. Um, you know, I think those are the things that are 
inspiring me to to do this work and to keep um, you know working you know working at doing speaking events and and organizing things and doing men's groups and you know maybe even you know it's like been brought to me several times the idea of writing a book about men's groups and I'm currently writing a different book so I don't <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll drop that and start this one but um, you know that's that's really my inspiration is I see so many of the problems both you know domestic as far as in home domestic as far as in our country and worldwide just with foreign policy and, and the way we deal with each other it is just a bunch of misunderstandings and really hurt people making decisions for us in really negative ways uh, that are extremely violent and um and just not not acceptable to me and you see that is mostly rooted in our perception of being separate from each other it is it, it is i i do believe that i don't know how much time we have <laughs> it's uh I know what time you know it is because here's the deal you know you know let's just talk about any war you know what's funny is 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 i think that most american people view these these wars and these occupations and these things we are doing you know we see these clips of these kind of abandoned cities that are all battered and people are just shooting out of buildings and you know going into these places and stuff like that but that's not how that city started that city started with a civilian population that has been blown to smithereens so we've i mean just here's to, to really understand what is happening here's what i want you to do is take a moment picture being in your city or in your home and having foreign troops bomb the hell out of your city until it's uninhabitable your neighbor's children and that and those people have died and half the people on your block have died oh, because gosh. of being murdered by air attacks and then soldiers come in on the ground and begin to clean up the mess consolidate put our own guy in office so we can run the resources i mean that's what's happening so it's you know these these civilian uh deaths are just not noted i don't feel like people really understand what's happening because of the way the media shows war and that's abandoned buildings with people shooting out of them it's like oh okay or you know we think of it back in the day it. doesn't humanize yeah. it two-thirds of the people who are murdered for the sake of whatever it is we're doing it by Two-thirds of the people who are murdered in wars are civilians. That's you. That's your that's, neighbor. That's us. That's, that's like the kids at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's your neighborhood. That's mm -hmm. who's getting murdered. So, yeah. And that's a big so inspiration for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like, where's all this happening? Look. Oh, that's the Iraqis. That's the Afghanis. That's the Japanese. That's the Germans. That's the Russians. They're different. They have a different way of life. Let me tell you, I've been to a lot of these places. They're not different. They're freaking awesome people. And they're just people. And if you don't like the politics in their country, guess what? They didn't decide them. Just like the politics in our country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a select small group of men generally making these shit decisions that are affecting us all. And so we can only change it 
We can only change it. We one can change it. Time. One person at a time. One heart at a time. And that will bring a world change. And so you're looking to start here in your community with, um, with groups here, speaking at faith communities, mm-hmm. churches, yeah. things like that. Um, and, and spreading the message of, of nonviolent communication as well as um, just more of a, like a, a unity yeah. goal of, of unity and um, brotherly, sisterly love. Yeah. Empathy. Recognizing the humanity in each other. You know, recognizing this. You are a human being with needs. I am a human being with needs. Those don't always line up. Sometimes your needs suck. And the way you try to get them met suck. To me. To me. And sometimes they really, you know, kind of do. You know, and, and, and we can find empathy through any type of behavior. Marshall talks about, you know, speaking with this child molester in this prison in one of his lectures. And it's like, oh, man, it's really hard to find empathy for a person like that, especially if it's your kid on the end of that thing. And, you know, it's hard to find empathy for that person. But you can do it. And I know because I myself have had experienced many kinds of abuse, we'll say. And that could be another podcast (laughs) speaking about that. But we can't truly find forgiveness until we find empathy. We I don't believe that we can get over anything until we find empathy. And I think I would say that it's really important and crucial for people to get that you do empathy does not mean forgiveness. No. I uh, not forgiveness, I'm sorry. It does not mean um uh saying it's okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does not You're mean not- yeah, like that you can empathize with someone without agreeing with them Mm -hmm. you don't have to you know like people are afraid if i see your humanity if i'm not demonizing you then i'm saying it's okay Mm -hmm. and it's not that at all Mm -mm. and i think that people get into trouble with that a little bit with nvc is like i like they don't want to back down or or without nvc um but you don't want to back down from your position because then you might be saying that you're you're saying that that's okay right and it does not have to be that way. No. And they're, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive to understand someone. And I'm, I'm not coming up with a good juicy word for that. But Well, the but premise of what you're saying. It's okay what yeah. they've done. Yeah. It's not necessarily being like, you're forgiven and carry on through your life. That's where we get down to that boundary part. It's like, hey, you know, I had this in a... In a, you know, every relationship in my life that I broke up with someone, right? As, as well as this is true for everyone. You know, generally speaking, you know, for me, it's been, hey, I love you and I just cannot do this anymore. You know, it's like, I love you and being verbally and or physically abused by you, I need to walk away from. Like, I see why you're like this. I see you for who you are and I can love that person but I can't love you like that anymore because you're hurting me or, you know, whatever. Yeah. This person did this heinous thing and they're in prison. I'm not saying let's get them out. Yeah. I'm saying like, it's okay. Right. It's all right. The biggest thing that is helpful for me is when I see someone abusing someone else or abusing me or just being an asshole, which is generally a form of abuse in some way or another, when we're using that word to describe someone or their behavior, 
is to remember that they are abused people. The reason why they're doing this is because they're hurt. And if we can hold that in the forefront of our minds, even for ourselves and our own empathy of like, why do I, why am I prone to want to rise and like get angry and yell at my daughter? It's like, oh yeah, because my dad freaking yelled at me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I feel that way. Now, I'm able to tone that down, recognize my pattern, recognize where it's from, have empathy and love for my father because of what he went through was a total disaster and nightmare and act from a better place today. You know, but it's like, I can give myself some empathy for that. Like, hey, I have the desire to abuse, if we're going to use that term, or that inclination to do that because of the shit that I've been through. Like, some deep, awful, really weird mental illness stuff. And this is this is the place that I need healing. This is the place I need to throw love on. Yeah. This is where I need to not judge myself. It apologize, mm-hmm. clean up where I've messed up and then and then do the work to give myself empathy for what what need was I meeting in that moment where I did the thing that I wish I hadn't done. Right. What was going on? What was going on? And being honest with yourself and yeah, I think it's so important to give ourselves empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. like last night where I was like started to lose and I'm like, no, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to walk away. And like I could see the look on my daughter's face was like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, that's mad. Finally, for the first time today, you know, like whatever. But I came back and it was okay. But, you know, I was able to give myself empathy like, dude, this is your pattern, you know, and this is just what you've been given. And it's not your fault that you've been given this pattern um, or these ways that you're prone to respond but what is within my control or my fault if you will is what i do with it do i just go screw it and just let it loose and just start screaming at her and let her have it and just let it rip and so i can just feel relief or do i step away do i choose to step away not repeat that pattern and go all right settle down man everything's all right like we're not gonna do this damaging thing to your daughter because you're heated and your you know baseline pattern when heated is to rage we're not gonna do that we're gonna chill and we're gonna show your daughter how you want her to be treated by a man when she gets older and how you want to treat yourself like does it feel good to be in a rage i mean it feels terrible in some ways the relief from the uncomfort, the discomfort is what you're looking for. There's many different ways of releasing that pressure, and yeah. that might be the breathing, the the timeout, the the grounding, whatever it is. I'm getting yeah. exercise. Like for me, it I was it was really important that I exercise mm-hmm. before talking to you because I wanted to have that energy out. Yes, and be more grounded and centered, mm-hmm. and um, so doing those those things that. You can give yourself empathy and and make make it so that it's less likely to, to happen next time. Definitely. And you know, you might think, okay, I have a need for peace of mind after eight. Maybe I'm going to try to get her into bed at like seven forty-five right. because my witching hour is eight right. or whatever it is. Yep. You know that um, and that when you can't have a chance to step away. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, we could we could talk about stuff for a long time. <laughs> oh, there was a whole rabbit hole I saw. I, know, I, I was like, well, I'm yeah, thinking, being well uh, resourced is important. 
Mm-hmm. Well resourced, meaning enough the sleep, tools enough of, food, mm-hmm, enough mm-hmm. you know exercise. Like, did you get that aggression out? By you know, for me, it's like get on your mountain bike, get on your skateboard, like go tear something apart. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like tearing you apart. Right. It's like I already tore something apart. This whole mountain has got my torn apart all over it, and I feel oh, insane. You, were, you know, like mountain biking. You're a mountain it's biker. Like, oh yeah. So you know, I can go out and get it out and like feel strong and relief and exhausted and just like amazing and um you know that's how i want to get that energy out not on my little six-year-old daughter who just is six and free-spirited and is going to you know run some people through the ringer with her strong will but uh i just get to enjoy it if i'm resourced rather than try to fight this kid who's just there's no fighting i just guide her and that's the thing is we I think, you know, going back to that parenting bit is like we often think like, well, I have to make them this way. It's like, no, you're, you're not going to make them any way except for by how we treat them. You know, you're going to put positive ways of relating to the world or negative ways of relating to the world. And more likely, you're going to give them a mix of both, hopefully. And But you are not going to change who they are. You're not going to change that, you know, there's no changing my daughter. She is free-willed and spirited and she's doing what she's doing. And, you know, they'll put all sorts of labels on her, I'm sure, eventually. But and she's wild and I like her that way. Nice. You know, so nice. get in line with that. Like, she's a wild kid. I sent her to a private school that can somewhat handle that wildness that's mostly outdoor-based. And, you know, it's Waldorf and it's just different kinds of thinking around it. So... So resource yeah. yourself so you can foster that wild child. So you can and, foster it. And, um, you know, you, you go with how they're bent. You, you, you don't mold them, but you might, like, you know, cut off shape. some. Yeah, shape. Refine mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just so that they have more resources themselves when they're out in the world with someone that loves them less than you do, maybe. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah, good For stuff. Sure. Good yeah. stuff. So what's your next thing in closing? Do you have, a, do you have anything lined up is it your I have work, a couple things book? that are that are oh well, I'm writing the book yeah. and the men's group are those yep yeah I'm starting another men's group here in January and then you know I I, I haven't solidified a direction for you know do I want to try to you know bring this men's work into the world or, or 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 do more speaking arrangements and the speaking arrangements are already kind of beginning so there's definitely going to be some of that and it'll probably be a cross promotion between the things and all that while still you know working my business at, at hair and mark tattoo and like do, doing everything doing body art uh, yeah everything else uh, luckily i have a good manager and uh, a good assistant to help me out with certain things but do you have a speaking engagement already lined up i don't i'm talking to jubilee so that'll be i imagine probably in, in january as well nice. but uh i just got hooked up with her and another uh, pastor here in town and then i'm hoping to branch out to some to some other ones in greenville and charlotte and regionally Nice. And try to, nice. try to start hitting them up. Well, I'm of the mindset of I want us to support each other as best as we can, anybody that's trying to spread these mm-hmm. words, because there's no shortage of people that need this message, yeah. the message of, of seeing the humanity in yourself mm-hmm. and others and um, being connected through em- empathy, yeah. which does not mean agreement. Um, no. It means understanding mm-hmm. and um, and 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 not demonizing definitely Mm -hmm. and um so with that in mind i think the more that we can all support each other and sharing the message the better Mm -hmm. um so i'm happy to do that please let me know if if 
there's anything I can do, I'm happy to share things on social media that you're doing. Mm. Spread that word. Beautiful. And, um, and I'm grateful for your time for mm. coming and hanging out in my living room. Yeah, this is with great. With the dog and the neighbors and the dust bunnies flying through oh, the air. Oh, man. That's <laughs> having a dog. Part of having a dog. And I just want to end with one last thing about, you know, I think a lot of people, they hear that word empathy and it's like this, like, ooh, it's like this soft thing or something like a soft man does or something like that, which, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, that was probably more true. But really, if you can subscribe to the idea that knowledge is power, which I think most even really powerful men can, I mean, we spend millions and millions of dollars on data a year, right? So, or on data just to try to figure out things. So what would it be like if you could understand a human fully? Like, what could you do? That's a powerful, powerful tool. You what can you do with that Any idea how much shit I get done because I can sink into your head and go, oh, you probably need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made more deals happen and more things happen in this world with that knowledge and working from that place than before. They call it a soft skill, and I don't know if, because it's not a hard skill like sawing, right? You know, but um, yeah, I, and that was one of Marshall's biggest premises: is it's not that you're using NBC to get what you need no. in a manipulative fashion, which mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people can poo-poo NBC because of that. Like yeah. I've seen people expertly get into my head and like, you know, using NBC oh, yeah. if they're not actually doing that half of I really care what you're feeling and right. needing as well. Right. But but what Marshall would say is is that it's you're more likely to be heard. Oh yeah. If you're using this kind of consciousness because mm-hmm. otherwise ears close, dander goes up, you know, flight mm-hmm. or fight kicks in. No one's people aren't prob- solving problems that way. No. Problems don't get solved when you're in your reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to work with each other to stay in the place of solving problems mm-hmm. and because there's a shit ton mm-hmm. of problems to solve, right? Yeah. So yeah, making deals, being creative, connecting with people and making cool things happen mm-hmm. is gonna more likely happen when when you're able to have this consciousness. Mm-hmm. And is, that's it, it's connecting with other people. It's having a true connection with the person that you're dealing with rather than this well, you got your thing, I got my thing, and let's battle it out here until we get it. It's like, let's put our arms down, you know, spread them wide instead of putting them in front of them like in front of us like an Irish boxer, spreading our arms out and saying, "Hey, here's where I'm at. Here's how I'm feeling. Like, what are you feeling? Yeah, like, what are you needing? Like, where are you coming from?" It's like, it's just this much more easeful place than this like. Well, I'm kind of going to be secretive and hold all my cards and you're going to do the same. And then we're going to kind of like snidely look at each other and try to figure (laughs) out how we can one up each other rather than like, hey, let's cooperate and figure this deal out. Like, how can we make this awesome for both of us or the most awesome for both of us? Mm -hmm. And I say deal, not just dealing with business. It's also like everything in your life. Like, where are we going to meet for dinner? Where are we going to do this? Like all of these things, like create these issues micro issues that can be so beautifully navigated with a little bit of time just spending on thinking about or directly asking what are you needing 
it can just solve so many problems, bring connections so close, and you're gonna get more done and have a wonderful, have a more wonderful experience in life if you're connecting from a place of empathy, rather than from a place rather than a place of gotta get mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I totally agree. You're <laughs> here. Yeah, and we right, see. my friend. Thank you so much yeah, for your thank time. You. I enjoy it yeah, always. It was great. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll sign enough. Have a beautiful day, everybody.